following podcast contains adult language, profound stupidity, hardcore nudity, and drug references. Children should not listen to it. Everyone else but fucking Olive. Nailed it. Hey everyone and welcome to Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail with all the necessary and appropriate backlash. My name is Papa Scotch and with me as always is Chump Slap. <laughs> <laughs> you stuck him. And then on the other side is Dr. Scientist. How is it going? Perfect. So, Dr. Scientist, let's start out soft with some easy softball questions, and you tell us what have you been uh, up to this last week? What have you been playing? What have you been watching? What's going on? I haven't played shit. I uh, worked on Magic decks pretty much all week, and I started watching Warehouse 13 again. Fucking nerd. <laughs> I did see Avengers again. Ooh, okay. Well, what'd you think? Do you have any different feelings now that you've seen it twice? <laughs> uh, is it spoiler okay yet? Um, well, this is going to come out three weeks after. I think the article or the interview I saw with the Russo brothers said, you get till Monday, and then we're allowed to talk about all right. it. So yeah, yes, it. we're spoiler for spoiler zone. It was, Let's do it. it. Was, <laughs> you know the part where uh, Black Widow dies? Sure. One of the women in the theater started like bawling out loud, and every time, every time like an emotional emotional thing happened, she got louder, and like other people started like. Did you start laughing? No, because I because you were crying. Tears. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So she was crying about it. Yeah, like and she, everyone she was, was like, laughing at her crying. No, no, they weren't laughing. They were trying to hold back their own like. Everybody else was about to get teary. <laughs> like their their empathetic reaction. That's fantastic. And then like. Like every emotional thing after that, like when he came back and he was there and Hulk got mad and all everything from then on. And then when the Iron Man died, forget that. She lost it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to laugh at her pain, but I'm just, she knows it's like made up, right? Yeah. And if she's that emotional about it, is this the first time she saw it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. If you're going to get that emotional, you think you'd see it the first day of fucking <laughs> I also heard there was an article that said that it's good to mourn characters like that. Even if they're not real. Well, let's find out from her. We have her right here today. What's <laughs> no, we don't. We don't have. We don't have guests. We don't know people. Who would want to do that? Um, so, what about you, Chump Slap? What have you been playing? What have you been watching? What have you been stealing? What's up? Uh, I've been kicking around a little Sekiro still. I think I'm at the end of the game because there's like I can't go to this. I can't just warp to this area now. I have to run through it again. Oh, so you think this is like the final run? Yeah, pretty sure. Well, it should be. It's been a long time coming. Aren't there different endings for the game? I don't know. Probably because it's... With different bosses? It is Souls-esque. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but it's not a Souls game. No, it's, all, it's not. <laughs> but uh, I have been watching I Think You Should Go or I Think You Should Leave <laughs> on Netflix. Do you see that shit? I did. Um, I thought it was very hit or miss. But I was kind of not paying attention. I think I'm going to watch it again. But the moment where the fucking hot dog car drove <laughs> yeah. like, through the store. That one was amazing. Everyone's like, he's like, I don't know. Who the hell is this? He's wearing a hot dog suit. That was fucking brilliant. He looks like a hot dog, too. <laughs> it's like, oh, damn it. But uh, I, I very much enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Tim Robbins or whatever his name is. What is he from? Why have I not? I, he looked very familiar. But I don't Have know you seen Detroiters? No, I have not. Uh, it, 
you're the reason they only went two seasons, man. It was. <laughs> it's, easy, it's easy to blame others. Yeah, well, it's a good show. It was on Comedy Central for two seasons. I actually started watching a different comedy show, Broad City. Oh, that's good. That's a, it's a good show. Yeah. yeah, I really like it. I, I hadn't watched it before. It hadn't come on my radar. But then I heard like Hannibal Burris talking about it. So I'm like, eh, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, he's in it a lot. And it's, it's pretty great. I think I'm like a couple episodes in. But oh, yeah, I'll keep it going. So what else you been doing, though? Let's get it off me and on to you. <laughs> oh, buddy. I played a lot of Division the last 40 hours or so. I know. I've seen some trophies popping up. Yeah, it's it's been uh I went from like world tier two or three, now I'm at world tier five. Oh shit. I I have not yet reached max gear level. I'm at like four sixty, max gear level's five hundred, but I it's in my sights. Nice. Do us proud. Then I'll get some phone numbers, I'll tell you, man. <laughs> that'll that'll finally be what fulfills me. <laughs> then my dating profile won't look so bad. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's level 500 in division. It's like, what's up, ladies? <laughs> I like long walks on the beach. World Tier 5, son. <laughs> Those who Equipment know. Equipment level 500. 500. $5 sign, $5. <laughs> <laughs> Keeps it real. Uh, it'll be perfect. So, anything else anybody wants to talk about before we get into this wonderful game we're going to discuss? Borderlands 3 looks awesome. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't watch any of that. Oh, they have the guns now. They have two different firing modes and stuff. and Like semi-automatic. and Yeah. Well, like the Maliwan weapons, I think, can switch between two elements. Ooh, fancy. The Maliwan was always the best. Maliwan's joke <laughs> compared to Jacob's. <laughs> no, I'm a siren. Maliwans are the best. We'll talk about this next week. <laughs> I saw someone say, like, it's more of the same of Borderlands, and that's amazing. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's what, what I need. want. I don't want them to fucking innovate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to get that dopamine hit when I kill something and then get an awesome gun. I that's did all see I like, really a, need. Yeah. like a skill trees have like additions on them now. Like you can make that because you can do like different skills, not just the one for each player. I think each one has three. You can see which one you use. Nice. And mm-hmm. uh, you can add like elements to them on your own tree. Like it does. Okay. It's kind of nice. Awesome. Awesome. Kind of like a materia tree. Yeah. So have you guys uh, pre-ordered your PS5s yet or what? Are they available for pre-order? <laughs> no, I think they... S- I don't think so. No, but uh, they no. said that they're looking... I think the unofficial thing is 2020, like fall of 2020. Yeah, we got a long time. Yeah. Man. I may be dead before that. The world will be over by then. Yeah. <laughs> Trump's not going to give up the election when he loses. and <laughs> It's going to be good. All your division practice will pay off. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> I got that go bag right next to the door. Nice. I don't actually, but I th- maybe I should. I got mine. It's got that life straw in it. It's got my best magic decks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what else are you going to do in the yeah. future? Shitscape. Bring my Rick and Morty card game. <laughs> Then you'll have all the phone numbers, son. Okay. You know who else could have probably used a go bag? The people in our game we're talking about oh, this week. Segway. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> <laughs> and we just stopped it. Okay. So, <laughs> we're professionals and shit. Uh, the game we're talking about this week is the Xbox 360, PlayStation 3, various other platforms. Actual classic. Not like Kane and Lynch, an actual classic. Oh, Bioshock. Ooh, Bioshock, Bioshock. <laughs> so it came out 
if I say it three times, I get to play it again. So I'm just rattling off. But it originally came out for Xbox 360 on August 21st, 2007. It was a console-exclusive classic until the following October 21st, 2008, when it came out on PS3. Um, did you guys play this game for Xbox when it came out? No. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty sure I did. I'm not 100% positive, but... I remember this being an early-ish Xbox 360 game, like one of the must-haves yeah. early on. Am I remembering yeah, that correctly? I feel correctly? like when I bought the system, I bought this game. This in Halo Three. Oh yeah, because you had to buy a Halo with an Xbox. Well, yeah, I think they gave him with gave away with it. I remember uh, I hadn't I didn't play it at all, but I remember hearing about it, and I knew uh, my my homie Bad Blood. Shout out to Bad Blood. Got it as a Christmas gift that year, like randomly from one of his family members, and he played it, and he's like, "You have to play this game. You absolutely have to check it out." So fast forward to October twenty first, and me and Chump Slapper in my car driving to Best Buy. I believe you bought Prince of Persia, wow. like the original one, and, and I bought Bioshock. Whoa. <laughs> Best Buy. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. We used to, back in the day, kids, we used to physically go to stores to buy a real disc with the game on it. It was a different time. You know what else is funny? That game you bought, I borrowed from <laughs> Papa Scotch to play it after he beat it and told me it was good and I needed to play it. That's so weird. It all, it's, it's all one big incestuous disc family. That's really what it is. <laughs> but uh, it, it was developed by 2K Boston and 2K Australia and published by 2K Games, so they kept it all in-house. Uh, the genre, I have it written down here, is genre-defining first-person shooter. And the writer is a guy by the name of Ken Levine who would go on to do Bioshock. I don't know if he did two, but I know he did Infinite for sure. I think he did two also. Is he known for anything else or just Bioshocks? Um, isn't, uh, let's check. You throw me all these curveballs. I'm not prepared for like additional questions. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's, if he's not known for anything else, I wonder why. Well, what do you think he might be? What do you hope he's uh, responsible for? I don't care. I just want to know. Lego Avengers. What we're Ooh. trying to do is fill time while I look it up. Obviously, you didn't, you, uh, you didn't get oh, that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I hope he's responsible for the Talos principle. <laughs> oh, that would be, <laughs> Ooh, that'd be awesome. But no, unfortunately, he was for responsible for the Thief Dark Project, uh, the oh, original yeah. Thief game. Remember those? Oh, yeah. Okay. And the other big one he did that we would know is System Shock 2. Nope. System Over Down. Yeah, he was in that band, too. That was a big one. But uh, mostly he's stuck to the uh, Bioshock games. I don't know what he's doing now. I think they're redoing System Shock. Maybe I heard that somewhere. Maybe I'm making it up. That's well, for, also, uh, aren't they doing a movie, Bioshock? They, and they also did remakes of the game. Well, not remakes, but like remasters that you might have had a hand in doing and stuff. Yeah. Uh, they There was a talk of a movie, and it was going to have Gore Bravinsky direct. Oh. But that Gore Bavinsky. the Gore Verbinski, but uh, he went and made that weird, uh, yeah, movie with that guy from Allentown. What the hell was it called? Tusk. It wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> the guy from Allentown. Who are you talking about? One two three two one toast. <laughs> three two one toast. Shout out eBay member three two one toast. <laughs> <laughs> You're the man three two one toast. But uh, no, he did the a cure for wellness back in 2016. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. And they were saying like that took a bunch of stylistic things from the Bioshock movie he was going to make, but then mm. uh, it fizzled so who, out. Who's the guy happened. from Allentown? 
Dane DeHaan, the actor. The guy, the actor who was in the. Spider-Man he was in. Movies. Yeah, he was in Spider-Man Two. He was a Green Goblin. He's around town. Yeah. Garfield yeah. ones. Okay. Shout out to homeboy. Shout out to A Town proper. Not the suburbs, though. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah, we're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Center <But> Valley. <laughs> McCunji can go fuck itself. I'm putting him on blast. <laughs> I'm sorry, McCunji. We love you. <laughs> but uh, any hoodles. So we've all played this game, correct? Several times. Yes. A whole bunch. So why don't you, uh, let's say, scientist, give us a brief rundown of what's happening. Well, it starts out, you're in a plane going somewhere, I don't remember where, and uh, you crash, and you end up in a lighthouse, and you go to an underground city. You're smoking a cigarette on that plane. I know, it's how old mm-hmm. it is. And you have a badass cable knit sweater, like a, yeah. like a yachtsman. <laughs> and somehow you go from a plane, and you end up under the water in a city called Rapture. Right, and Chump, Chump Slap, what's Rapture all about? It's about uh, kind of like... Anne Rand's paradise, from what they say when you're going there. Like, <laughs> yeah. no government interference, do what you want. Fuck morality. Make money. And they built the whole thing under the ocean, in case that was not super clear. Oh, yeah, it's under, under a lighthouse. So if real-life rapture happened right now, are you guys on the first submarine there, or are you saying fuck that noise? Do they have the experiments and stuff that this rapture has? Uh, yeah, but let's pretend we don't know it's going to go horribly. Yeah? Yeah, sure. Why not? Fuck yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, me too. It sounds awesome. Yeah. (laughs) It's better than the job I have now. I want to shoot electricity from our fingertips. Yeah, or just randomly start things and people on fire. Yeah. I don't You could be like an X-Men in real life. Yeah, shoot bees at people. Yeah. (laughs) Well, everyone does the same thing. All about the bees thing. (laughs) That's fantastic. Thank you. We're going to have a... Gonna have a bee fight. (laughs) (laughs) Bee fight at the quad. (laughs) How do they get the bee? You know what? A lot of logistical questions with building a city underwater. But uh, let's just start, Get go with the story here. You first get underground and you're contacted via radio by a guy named Atlas. And Atlas tells you he will help you basically get the fuck out of here. But you need to help him save his family first. That's like the gist, right? Yeah, that's how the whole impetus for the first part is. Yeah. Go here and do this so we can get to my family. It's like, but, yeah. yeah. Standard video game story pacing and logic. Do something for me, then I'll help you advance. Yeah. So yeah, I'll, I'll save so you from the underground city you just put yourself in. Yeah, I'll, just, I'll get you out of here, even though you could just take the elevator up. Or you could have not have taken the elevator at all. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why are you getting in a fucking weird bubble ball? <laughs> just... Yeah, you should just stay in the Like, people are going to show up at the lighthouse. Yeah, eventually. Like a day, maybe, if that. Was this... I never got the the feeling that Rapture was, like, 100% self-enclosed. Like, it always seemed like people could come and go from it. Until, you know, the shit went down. Yeah. Was that the only entrance? It's the only one you ever see. But there are other bathospheres that take you around, so maybe you can go from any bathosphere. Yeah, because bathospheres aren't on a track, right? They just... Yeah, wouldn't you, in theory, just be able to, like, float to the surface and get the fuck out of there? I guess you didn't need to go to the lighthouse dock. Yeah. But what do I know? I assume it's, like, like Futurama tube world. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I obviously know 
I know what you mean when you say Futurama 2 world, but uh, how about you explain it for our listeners that may- maybe don't know? The way to get from point A to point B is a tube system, but that's not because your bathosphere is just floating around mm-hmm. in plain water. And if they're not watching Futurama, I don't know if we want them as fans. Yeah, I mean, come on. Maybe they're youngins. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Shout out to all the Futurama fans out there. Hey, hey. <laughs> so so uh, the first guy you get to in your fun adventures, I believe, is Mr. John S. Steinman. Uh, you guys remember who this guy is? The psycho doctor? Well, you get introduced to Big Daddies first and yeah, Little Sisters. Yeah, you don't fight them first, though. No, well. That's it, when you take your first. How do you take your first plasmid? Just Atlas tells you to put like inject this in your arm? Yeah, that's exactly what happens. That's all. You need the lightning to open the door. Right. And he like freaks out and falls off the balcony and sees the splicers. It's like the first. Yeah. And a big daddy walks over you and the little yeah, sisters. Okay. Yes. But yes, then, then you go to Dr. Steinman and he's kind of physical. He's a plastic surgeon. Yeah, plastic surgeon. Right. I thought you encountered the little sister after this, but I could be incorrect. Well, yeah, you can't do anything when you see her the first time. Yeah. You just walk. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Because if you try to shoot and get in a fight with a big daddy the first time you see it, you're in for a bad time. Yeah, true. So what happens? You have a boss fight with this guy. He every All the splicers, too, I, I realized in the game, like, they spout off a bunch of gibberish because they're going insane. <laughs> yeah. But every once in a while, you'll hear them reference Dr. Steinman. They'll be like, Dr. Steinman will fix me, and then they attack you with a wrench or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they're all like, they were normal people, right? Yeah. They weren't born splicers. Yeah, the, the backstory, I guess we should explain before we get yeah. too far, <laughs> is that um, there was a whole bunch of people living in Rapture in this underground civi- city, seemingly. They, they were talking about how like interpersonal conflicts were bringing it down, but everyone was still alive at that point. And then basically the plasmids got out of control, and there was a civil war down there. Yeah, and they drove people insane. Right. And basically the insane are the only people left because the good people either probably got out or got murdered. So the plasmids were driving people insane. Well, you're rewriting your DNA. Yeah, Atlas tells you that, right? Yeah. But then he's telling you to fucking put plasmids in you. <laughs> yeah. Like constantly. Okay. Well, he wants what he wants, right? Yeah. Well, he doesn't fuck around. No, he absolutely does not. When you uh, first see the doctor, he runs away. And blows up something behind him, and then they're like, oh, you need another plasmid to advance. Oh, yeah. Go get the telekinesis plasmid. Is that the telekinesis or the fire? It doesn't matter. You get matter. both, but the telekinesis is the one you need because you have to catch the bombs from the... Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. And then, then he fights Diamond. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that being like uh, a very difficult fight the first time I played the game because you didn't really know how to use your ammo or your plasmids. Like, yeah. Yeah, I, I had like in. three shotgun shells when I tried to fight him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't have enough ammo. You don't have enough plasmid for him. Do you get the camera before or after you fight him? After. After, okay. Yeah, it's when way you, after. When you go to the fisheries, you got to... The guy sends you for it. But oh, Okay. But yeah, uh, yeah the, go ahead. I was just going to say the whole point of the game is to get out, and this is the way to get Atlas what he wants. Because mm-hmm. you're still working your way towards his family. Right. You're not specifically doing any tasks for him. These are just what's standing in your way. Right? That's fair to say? Yeah. yeah. You're just on your way to the fishery so you can get to the fucking people. And then you encounter 
the little sister next to a fallen Big Daddy. Yep. The Big Daddies, of course, are the protectors of the little sisters as they harvest what's called Eve. Adam. And everyone's... Oh, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> Adam. And everyone wants that Adam. It fuels plasmids. Well, Adam get, lets you get better plasmids or more. Eve is the stuff you use to use your plasmids. Oh, okay. Eve hypo. I got you. Right. And uh, you basically get a choice. You can either... Atlas tells you that that's not a little girl anymore because she's under some hypnotized spell or whatever, and you should just harvest her, essentially. And she turns into like a little sea slug. That's a tongue twister. Or you can choose to save them, and Dr. Tenenbaum gives you a plasmid, not a plasmid, a uh, something. The other thing you can get. Yeah, that lets you save them. (laughs) Right, and then you can save them, and you you get less at them, but then they're alive. And you find out later that if you save like three, they'll leave you a present of more Adam. Ooh. So it actually it, it benefits you immediately to harvest all the little sisters, but it doesn't benefit you really at all long term. Yeah. Whew, that's a lot. So then where do you go from here, Mr. Scientist? Well, do you want to talk about Tenenbaum a little bit or Oh yeah, when you're harvesting before you harvest it. What's her backstory? She's like does she's I don't know, I would say nursery mother for these little sisters. Did she create them? Atlas says she created all these little monsters. She's some kind of scientist. I think, and I was thinking about this too after I got through it, but she might be the only, I don't want to say the only good person in the whole game, but she I, I, she helped either take care of these little girls or train them or condition them to be little sisters, and now she's trying to basically save them and fix this. Yeah. Yeah, but well, she did fuck them up in the first place. Yeah, exactly. She's trying to right her wrongs, though. All right. Seemingly. But uh, she's like the den mother now, I guess, for the rogue little sisters. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, everyone you heal or whatever. But uh, she's definitely in your corner the whole time. She's she's one of the helpers. Yeah. Because you help the little sisters. Yeah. If you help them. But if you don't help them, does she just, just talk shit to you the whole time? Like, fuck off. I think she's more like... She understands, but she still wishes you wouldn't do that. Yeah, all right. That's what I thought. And she's not friends with Atlas. No, nobody is. Or Andrew Ryan. Now, there seems to be definitely a lot of high-powered people, and later we'll get to Su Chong, but they all kind of went their own way Yeah. and kind of started butting heads, and that's how the Civil War started. Fun fact, though, in Bioshock 2, not to get ahead of ourselves, the multiplayer mode in Bioshock 2 is the Civil War. That's how they frame it, which I thought was a pretty neat mechanic. Oh, yeah. Makes sense. Maybe we should talk about Andrew Ryan, who actually created all of Rapture, too. Well, where do you finally, where do you first well, hear I mean, of him? He talks it to you on the way down to Rapture. Oh, okay. That his dream was to create a city where... He's the guy who sounded like Ant Rand. Yeah. Where he's like, you can do science without the pesky morality. Yeah, 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 yeah. And shit like that, yeah. yeah so, what else is his deal? Well, he was... In charge of Rapture until all this craziness happened, and then it kind of split into factions. But he still is, I guess, in charge of Rapture. Now, at this point in the game, though, you're not gunning for Ryan, or Atlas isn't sending you at Ryan, right? Like, no. you're just trying yeah, yeah. to... But he's talking As far as you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then he'll talk to you, and I guess Ryan... I don't know what Ryan's goal is in this game. I think he's just happy to be on Rapture. Yeah, he's still running Probably. Rapture, right? I mean, he thinks he runs Rapture. 
Well, he's not at getting that point. Fucked, fucked with by all the splicers and shit. He like the splicers do his bidding, don't they? I think the splicers do whatever they want. Yeah, but they don't fuck with him. No, because they know like he's the guy who built the place. They have respect for him. I th- maybe I always thought like his apartment and stuff were just like a stronghold. That oh no one yeah, can get yeah, you're right. He's just got fucking crazy magnetic locks that nobody can get in. He's just kind of cool hanging out there. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. It's like I'm here. And then pretending that you're that he's still in charge, basically. Yeah, he's self-sufficient, just in his own apartment. How long have they been all down there? I th- oh, uh, I think they started building it in fifty or fifty-two, and it, the game takes place in nineteen sixty. So it had been they built it really fucking quick. Yeah, and within eight years, everyone's fucking <laughs> yeah. crazy and shit. Which eventually, in the third game, we get an explanation for, but. Let's not jump ahead. Yeah. It seems like impossibly advanced science, basically, that's keeping Rapture down there. Well, yeah, it's retro futurism. (laughs) Classic. Classic (laughs) retro futurism. Yeah, absolutely. So then after you kill the guy and you need to move forward, you go off to Neptune's Bounty. And we run in. Which is the fishery, and yeah. we run into one of our other main characters, who is who, scientist? Uh, I do not know. What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, you get to that Peach door. Peach Wilkins? And- That's what I yeah. have down, too. Is that Peach Wilkins? I, yeah. I didn't know he was important. Yeah, I was going to say, he's <laughs> not like one of the most important people in the story. Yeah, yeah I, uh, he's probably right underneath Tenenbaum, I'd say. I missed that part. He's literally no, he's not. right underneath Tenenbaum in my yeah, notes. <laughs> That's what I was like. I was like, Peach Wilkins. He's talking. He can't be talking about Peach Wilkins. Yeah. The, the famous. <laughs> now, this is the part I don't understand. Because you get into Peach. You find Peach Wilkins behind a door. And he's like, I'll let you through. But you got to go take pictures for me. Do his research. Yeah, he wants to know enemy's weaknesses. So he's got an upper hand. But it seems a little late for that, right? I mean, the Splicers and Big Daddies and Little Sisters kind of run the place at this point. Yeah, but he's got the port, right? And there's no none behind his door. That's true. He's kind of like fucking Ryan just sitting, like, safe behind yeah. a door. So it's I guess it's part of his, like, regroup strategy. Like, let's lock this place off. We're all humans here. We'll regroup. Now go out there and figure out how we can kill these things. Because this does play, t- take place, like, right after the Civil War. Yeah. Yeah, and he sends you on a mission to find his research camera and take pictures of some splicers. Yeah, he wants you to do research for him. Like, he wants to be safe, but he still wants to do research. Yeah. Is he a scientist? Yeah, sure. I guess so. But I remember never really caring for this mechanic because you're about to get killed by a splicer and you have to whip out this camera and you have to go find film and they have to take picture of all the splicers so that you can kill them better. And it's just, it seems kind of like a waste, an unnecessary waste of time. That gives you advantages, though, against the splicers. Yeah, if you take enough pictures, you get like an A+. Plus, and you, you don't do have to wait damage. for them to attack you. You can get pictures before the fight starts. Right, but it also, you in order to get fully upgraded for every enemy, you have to take dozens upon dozens yeah, of pictures. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, there are plenty of times where it's like, oh my God, I'm getting hit. What is that? <laughs> take a picture right. of it. And then, you're yeah, you're going around a corner and you run into a guy and instead of shooting first, you're like, ooh, I didn't see that. Let me take a picture. Yeah. Oh, shit, I got a picture of the wrong one. It's already maxed out. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of annoying. You don't have to do it. Yeah, but. <laughs> but there was a trophy involved. Yeah, it's in the game. Of course you have to do it. Exactly. But uh, eventually you get you take enough pictures for him. 
you give Peach the pictures, <laughs> and you have to unarm yourself to talk to him. Yeah. yeah. I saw a cool thing in the speed run where they uh, they like kind of just picked up the grenade launcher, moved with it. They never actually picked it up and put it in their inventory. They oh, just, interesting. And they oh, carried just picked it up and put it down. Yeah, they could carry that into the thing. <laughs> nice. But uh, this is a pretty standard boss fight underground in like a frozen area. I don't know what it was. The fishery. Yeah, I assumed it was like a. Like where they kept the fish. Yeah. The frozen fish. A cooler type yeah. refrigerator. And then you fuck them up. Oh, yeah. Of course you do. All important Peach Wilkins is now dead. Yeah. Yes. The most, what, the most important character. <laughs> Can you believe already. they killed a main character that quickly? <laughs> it's pretty nuts. Nothing's off limits in this game. <laughs> For Atlas's family. Yep. And yep, if they're absolutely. in a submarine, they're yeah. just sitting there in a submarine. Yeah, waiting, waiting for him. Yeah. Let me in. Let me in. So, what happens after that, scientists? Do go on. Well, Andrew Ryan starts uh, not being impressed by your actions. Yeah, because he killed Peach for no fucking reason. <laughs> Was Peach his boy? He must have been. <laughs> but I think Ryan, at this point in the game, because Ryan does talk to you, like we said, but at this point, he Ryan thinks he's like CIA or someone KGB. from the outside out to get him. Yeah, and he doesn't. Know, he has no idea who the fuck you really are. And he blows up the submarine. I think and he knows exactly who you are the whole time. No. Does he? I don't know. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll get. Knows. We'll get there. Let's let's not rush ahead. But he he blows up and kills Atlas's family, and then Atlas starts getting real mad. Oh, oh, you son of a bitch! And then spl- splicers break in, and you're like, you gotta get out, gotta go, gotta go. And I forget what his family's names were. He does say them, and they're like super Irish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian O'Flanagan <laughs> and uh, Millie. Shillelagh. Millie, Millie Shillelagh, yeah. <laughs> Millie Shillelagh. <laughs> Hashtag Millie Shillelagh. <laughs> She's a doll, that one. S H I L L E L E G A H. It doesn't spell like anything it sounds. No, it's not even close. And then the whole place, does the whole place start blowing up? Either way, you got to get yeah, out of there quickly. are breaking in and chasing you. Yeah, and you're just trying to get the fuck out. And then you get to like the, the room, right? Like a little room. And that's where Ryan has a conversation with you. Or it's more of a one way. I guess Jack doesn't talk, so he doesn't yeah. have any conversations. Jack doesn't say a word, does he? No. He's another s- silent protagonist. Like the other classic game we played, The Suffering. Yes. I was we just have a silent protagonist. <laughs> These are pretty much the same game. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And you end up at a place called Arcadia, and uh, Ryan kills a bunch of plants, <laughs> and you have to go save them. Why do we give a shit about the plants? It's because the plants basically keep everybody alive. They make oxygen because of the air. Yeah, which is that even fucking possible, scientists? I think you'd need a lot of goddamn plants. I'm sure it's possible. I'm sure it'll help. How many plants do you need for each person? Why are you asking me? You're the scientist. Let's say a dozen. <laughs> well, I mean, if you only have a big enough area to recycle all the air. It didn't look like that much of a big like a big area. But it also makes sense because you get your food and stuff, and they would... Yeah, you grow veggies and yeah. potatoes and stuff. So it's practical to do multiple things. <laughs> Plenty of potatoes. For I'm sure they had like scrubbers, too, that recycled oxygen without using plants. Be realistic here. The plants also, they eat up all that carbon dioxide you're breathing out. Yeah, exactly. they're, they're essential to the future of survival in Rapture because you're surrounded yeah. by fucking water the whole place. So 
Yeah, plants are important. Any hoodles. So he Atlas says, all right, stop what you're doing. We got to save some trees. <laughs> yep. And you have to go talk to Langford. Correct. Langford is head tree lady. Yeah, biologist or botanist, we'll call her. I like tree lady. Okay, tree lady. I think that's yeah. how they want to be referred. She speaks for the trees. Yeah. If you're a tree lady out there, please send us your emails and give us your preferred <laughs> title. And she tells you about a Lazarus vector, or maybe, no, you get that from a thing. But when you meet her, uh, Ryan pumps poison gas into where she is and kills her. Yeah, kills her instantly. Like, yeah. She's the one who says, save the trees. And you're like, okay. Oh, oh, you're, now you're dead. <laughs> so. Why didn't Ryan just do the exact same thing when you walk into that room? That's what I was wondering. Yeah. But. Yeah. I guess maybe, uh, I mean, and I, this is kind of thin, but he wants to know your motivation or he wants to know who's after him. Yeah, maybe. But then anyway, you get all the information to make a Lazarus vector to resurrect all the trees. Yes. And at some point, I believe you. it, it made me laugh because you had to go to like the bee sanctuary or whatever to get like yeah. a, a piece of this thing to build. And, uh. There was a, they're not the holodecks. What do they refer to the tapes as? Oh. I don't fucking remember. But there's there's codex you pick up that yeah. give you, which, by the way, kind of taking a little side here, but I absolutely love the codex because. Yeah, they, they were good on this game. They're, they're great voice acting, by the way, by like a whole bunch of characters you never meet, but they have these backstories. And they do a great job of like filling in the world. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, having this whole area where people died and now you're getting to meet some of these people and it's way more tragic, I think. I think they did a great job with that. Like, because getting Codex just to get them, like, to hit that collectible notch is a pain in the ass. But when they actually add something like that, it's super great, in my opinion. And I personally like it when you can listen to it as you're moving instead of having to read something. Yeah, exactly. Oh, absolutely. But uh, there's a Codex here that where the lady's like, yep, you, that's right, you guessed it. The secret ingredient is... Bee vomit. <laughs> <laughs> so go get some. So get some bee vomit. But you get the bees. So go get some of that. You get the ability to throw bees at people. And then from there, after you save the trees, you, you fight more big daddies along the way. And every big daddy fight in the game, maybe not so much on the normal difficulty. It is the same, but it always feels like a fucking battle. It is. Like, it isn't until way later when you get, like, the... Crossbow one. trap thing, or the freezing <laughs> one, or the electrical one, I guess. But it feels like you've accomplished something when you kill one of these big daddies. Yeah, I remember that about the game. Big daddies were pain in the ass. Then you save the little sisters. Yeah, there's a whole separate ending thing. We'll talk about that when we get there. But now, another serious question for you guys. Right. Would you guys have survived the Civil War, and why? Let's start with you, scientists. Do I have plasmids? I would say that you have every resource available to you that the residents had. So assume one day everything's working great for you, and the next day the Civil War starts. Am I able to escape? You're not allowed to leave Rapture. Ugh, I'm probably dead. Let's say you're, you're fighting in the Civil War. Would you have made it? Which side am I on? That's your decision, and I would never take that from you. <laughs> Oh, this is a tough one. Great. So you asked a question, then immediately took a huge drink. <laughs> like, what? Okay. So what what do you think, Chump Slap? Would I have survived? Uh, 
Probably not, because I would have done something stupid trying to kill somebody else. I would have tried to find a group of people to just hang out with that could all maybe protect each other. But... Yeah, do I have friends in this reality? <laughs> well, you you have... <laughs> No, you're yourself, so absolutely. Oh, I'm, okay, so I'm me. Well, that's an entirely different oh, thing. Well, then, yeah, I'm definitely dead. Because <laughs> I like to think I'd have the... Pl- like, Because at the time, everyone's getting plasmids and getting all these super fucking awesome upgrades, and there's no downside yet, right? Like, there's no yeah. people going insane yet. Everyone's doing it, so I'd assume I'd have... I'd be at least able to fight with anyone else. You know what I mean? There'd be an even playing field there. Yeah, I think I'd just be a... like. Neutral. I'd be like, hey, I don't fuck. I ain't taking Whichever a side. Every time sees be winning. Okay, I'm with them this yeah. time. Yeah, I'm fucking. I'm playing both sides. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you guys would go more the espionage route to survive and give yeah. up whoever it took to survive. I like that's that's honest. I like it. Yeah. I mean, it's really the only skill I have. <laughs> <laughs> espionage. <laughs> I would have just taken one of those big daddy suits, put it on, said peace, and just floated to the surface. Yeah. Why didn't Why didn't they tell me about the suits early? I would been like, I would been wearing that all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And get do you you get the uh the big daddy drill in this game, right? I think that's two. Yeah, yeah I don't think you're doing two. this. I know you just get the suit. Yeah. Okay. Well the the point I'm getting at is that I definitely would have survived and you guys would be <laughs> dead. So let's <laughs> wait, 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 you gotta explain yourself. Yeah, no, 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 there's no explanation needed. On to the next part. <laughs> See, I'm more of a groveling go getter, especially <laughs> <laughs> especially in a world where um, if you step outside, you're dead. So I'd probably rub up against the highest ranking person I could find and like get in their ear, maybe. Hey, hey, you need some coffee? I'll go get it for you. Yeah, so... I'm already doing that to both sides. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think eventually my personality would be more like a piece of furniture, you know, than an enemy. I'm an ottoman. <laughs> <laughs> what was that line from The League, I think, where it's like, we'd survive the end of the world... But you'd be like, we'd sell your holes for gasoline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, Sounds you're not a person right. so much as a piece of furniture. Hey, furniture gets to sleep inside. So. <laughs> Rafi says it to somebody, but I can't remember who he says it to. Maybe Andre? It's got to be Andre. Yeah. But any hoodles, where do we go from here after we save tree life? Well, we go to the coolest place in the game, Fort Frolic. Oh, boy. This? Yeah, we're going to be here a minute. Get comfortable, <laughs> guys. And uh, they tell you you have to work your way through it. Because now you're on a mission to kill Andrew Ryan to get back at for killing Atlas's family. Yeah, which is why the fuck do you have to do that? Because he, I don't know. It's the only way he can get off? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think that uh, Atlas, doesn't Atlas sell it to him? Yeah. That, well, if you're going to leave now, they just took our ride. The only way to get through, you have to eliminate yeah. Ryan. You have to get Ryan. But okay. that, that is your current goal now. But uh, you get the four frolic to go through to get closer to Ryan and... Uh, then your radio gets taken over and you're no longer in contact with them by Sander Cohen. Sander Cohen. <laughs> Man, this fucking guy. He's so good. Let me tell you what. Yeah, he's great. I, I love everything about this sequence because we, we should start by saying, for some reason, I don't know what kind of spy technology they did that Sander Cohen has, but your radio shuts down. Like, you are in Fort Frolic. There's no way to advance but doing whatever Sander Cohen says. And you can't talk to anybody. Yep. And I love that. I love how they, like, not only are you isolated in this whole town under the fucking sea, city, I guess, <laughs> but now you're even more isolated with a fucking psychopath. <laughs> Who wants you to help finish his uh, masterpiece. Yeah. Right. And 
how do you do that chump slap? How do you do? How do you finish oh, this masterpiece? It's so good. Well, first when you first meet him, there's just a guy playing the piano, and he's like, <laughs> "No, you fucked up. Do it again." <laughs> he's like, "I can't take it." And then the piano explodes. I thought that was. Oh, awesome. I forgot all about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's a great intro for a character. Torturing someone into playing the piano. That's just to set the fucking tone of who. <laughs> Exactly. Like a fucking saw trap on a piano in the theater. <laughs> oh, that's so good. But then he asks you just to, he's like, take a picture of the dead body and put it on my quadric, quad, Quattridge? quad tick. <laughs> Which, is that the real, I don't, whatever, I won't get hung up on that word. It's that's his poly- art politic. project. Yeah. But, uh, all of, what I love about the sequence too is you go around killing his four ex bros. And they all have backstories and they all have like full character wikis from the game because of like the codex and shit you find. Like it adds more to each character. Yeah, that was a pretty cool part of the game. Is this the part two where you first come across like his plaster statues? Yeah. Yes. Which are people just covered in plaster. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And some of them attack you and some of them are just straight up like dead people. They're already dead. Yeah. Is is this also the one of the coolest parts in the game when you actually play it is when you're walking through that empty uh, room. And you pick something up and you turn it around. There's a whole bunch of Splicer statues standing there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. That's a great sequence. <laughs> this, I mean, they really nailed it. Like, front to back with the Sandra Cohen stuff. Yeah. And there's also, now, I got a vibe here, guys. And I want to see if you got the same vibe. Maybe you did. All these five guys were fucking, right? <laughs> like, uh, there's a lover's was- quarrel aspect to this. Or at least, like... I didn't maybe, maybe. It, but I thought it was artistic vision. That's what I thought too. But yes, but there was one codec. I think it was Finnegan. The four people were Fitzpatrick, Finnegan, Cobb, and Rodriguez. No, I think it was Rodriguez. But they say like, oh, the things he made me do. Like maybe kind of a boss subordinate structure that Sam Could and Cohen been, took I advantage of. More as artsy. Yeah, like the things he made me kill people yeah. and take pictures of, or put them in plaster. Yeah, I, mean, I definitely didn't get anal sex out of it. Well, well, one of them refers to him as, and I'm quoting here, do not put this on the soundboard, but <laughs> they refer to him as an old fruit. There's several references to that, to his sexuality, which, hey, if you want to be a homosexual man, go for it. Do it. But don't, like, sexually abuse people, then kill them, so, and turn them into your living art projects. I I, I don't know. I didn't see it, but I can see how you got it. But uh, anyway, so... <laughs> it made th- there. They, they they apparently at some point, all five of them were tight. And I don't know if each of them, he believes that he's been wronged by them. Yeah. And this is in a world where everyone's jacked up on plasmids getting voluntary face surgery. What wackadoo shit did they do to piss <laughs> him off so much? Which is a question that I had. What What is your theory, scientists? What do you think they did? I thought they just had uh, artistic differences. Like they kind of didn't want to do the things that he was doing and he was kind of in charge. That's very different than what I got. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's, now, it's I, now I wish he went first. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe maybe Sander Cohen started going insane first and they were just like, whoa, whoa, back away yeah, from they it. were a little bit more insane than they were. Yeah. yeah for some, It's an old pro ZD skit, but he's like, talking it's like it's like a, a tv and a lamp talking and they're sitting next to each other and he's like 
oh, they're fucking. How do you get that? They're just saying hi. And then they, they say something else to each other. And he says, oh, they fucking. He's like, no, no, they're just friends. <laughs> and then like the TV says to the lamp, he's like, oh, I mean, you're a dear friend of mine. And he's like, oh, they fucking. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. I don't even know where that is. <laughs> I'll have to show you, Jess. Yeah. We'll put the link on YouTube. <laughs> For sure. All right, back to back to uh, Bioshock. Anyway, so <laughs> at the end, you eventually kill all these people. You take their images. You put them in the quatrit. Quatit? Quatit? Quatic. Place to put pictures. Quatic? You yeah. place his pictures in the middle area stage thingy. And then you get rewarded with a plasmid, and Sander Cohen comes down with some... Spotlight Fanfare. following him. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> yeah, and little fucking fireworks and shit, yeah, right? Yeah, I thought I saw confetti. Yeah. Oh, confetti. But then that's when your radio kicks on, and Atlas is like, holy shit, where the fuck have you been? I've been trying to raise you for hours, blah, blah, blah. But uh, then you have a decision to make. Gowen is basically just standing around admiring the work, and you can choose to murder him right here, or you can let him survive. Yeah, this is technically your boss fight, <laughs> where you can do nothing or kill him. Oh, really? Technically, yeah. I didn't know you could do nothing. Yeah, it comes up later, and we'll get to it. But you do have the option to just walk away and go to the baddest sphere and go to the next area. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, when I played the game, I just assume I had to kill him. Yeah, he, when, you, when you complete his thing, he says, all right, you can leave. You don't have to do anything. Oh, yeah. Right yeah, well, I ain't listening to that. You're fucking crazy, man. <laughs> yeah. You would not have been wrong to think you could kill him. Because I think if you kill him, you get access. Like, there's, there's two chests, basically, you can open. Oh, yeah. When you kill him, like the one is he awards you a plasmid, and then the other one is locked. And if you kill him and take the key, you can open it. Yeah, yeah, okay. But you could always kill him later, then come back to that area if you really want. It it kind of mostly goes in a linear structure, mostly, but you do have the option to like get in the batosphere and go back to places. Yeah. Kill big daddies you might not have been able to kill or something. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. But then uh, Atlas gets on the restored radio and tells you to go to Hephaestus. Leg it, is what he says. Leg it to Hephaestus. <laughs> did you have that written down in your notes? Like you wanted yes, to specifically mention leg it? Because <laughs> the way he said it made me, he's like, oh, we got to leg it to Hephaestus. Would you please? Or <laughs> would you kindly? Would you kindly leg it to Hephaestus? Would you kindly? Go to Hephaestus and you spend a lot of time trying to get into Andrew Ryan's office. Yeah, this felt... A little bit longer than it needed to be, because you had to get, like, four components to make a bomb, and then you bomb the door to get into the office, and then you don't get there, and you have to go to the circuit. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. But the important part about all that, it's this is where you finally meet the character of Su Chong, who plays a huge role in all the Bioshock games. When you find his dead body? No, you find, like, you get a uh, codec. Yeah, the codex with his name. Oh, you do you find s- You start hearing about him. You don't actually. Right. Yes, you do, eventually. But this is where you. He enters the story here via codec, and he's basically like head scientist in charge. Yeah. Right? I think that's fair to the say. The HSIC will call him. <laughs> yes, the HSIC. <laughs> that's way easier than saying Su Chong. But uh, he talks about in the first thing, I wrote this down here because it's going gonna, it's gonna to come part. It's going to come up later. But uh, he talks about a baby who's rapidly growing. Oh, yeah. That That's all the whole thing is. It's like, we have this baby. He's three months old. He weighs 108 pounds. You're like, holy shit, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big ass Oh, baby. yeah. He's got the musculature of a 19-year-old yeah. and shit. Right. Which will come up later, and we'll get to it. But anyway, where do we go from here after we blow up these doors and move on there, scientists? Well, eventually you get to Andrew Ryan's office. 
and you have your culmination with him. Yes, um, there are spoilers in this podcast, which we should say. But if you haven't played a game that came out 12 years ago, that's fucking on you at this yeah. point. <laughs> <laughs> and you're probably not going to play it. There's no spoilers after after three weeks, and, I thought. Uh, he basically tells you you were created and programmed to do... I don't know if it was anybody's bidding or just Atlas's. Well, Atlas knew how to control you. Yeah, Atlas knew and Atlas activated I'm pretty you. sure... Andrew Ryan knew how to control you, too. He did. He just, yeah. I mean, he shows it here when you <laughs> yeah, talk to yeah, him. Yeah. Yes, because Jack is Ryan's legitimate child. Yeah. And he was taken from his mother by Fontaine, who, which I, we heard about Fontaine in the story a little bit. Fontaine and Ryan were butting heads, and that's kind of like the two factions that started the Civil War. Fontaine's a huge dick, by everyone's estimation. And the end. Andrew Ryan reveals further that the plane crash in the beginning was all just memories put in your head and all that stuff never happened to you. Right. And then you find out that... The plane plane crashed? No. I thought you took it down. Yes. That's what I was just going to say. They oh. find out that the plane crash was caused by you, by Jack. Yeah. But here's the thing I understand. You, you're you kind of like, well, I guess the best way I can explain it is a sleeper agent Yeah. as Jack. And you get activated from reading a letter. And then that causes you to go crazy and take the shift out. So you had to basically read that letter at the exact right time to take that plane down near the lighthouse. Right? Maybe, I would maybe when you read the letter, it signaled the, like, put into motion the events of getting the plane ticket, getting on the plane, doing all that. Possibly. You know I mean? Not just at that moment. Okay, I'm on the plane. <laughs> Take it no. down. All right. No, I see what you're saying because maybe part of the plan was to get it or crash at a certain location. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the plan. I'm getting hung up on stupid shit. Either way. Because yeah, you, <laughs> you had to, because he says, like, oh, you think it's a coincidence you crashed at one lighthouse in the middle of the fucking Atlantic Ocean and it just so happened to have rapture underneath it. Yeah. But then he goes on and on about, what is he? I can't even think of his his line that he says a couple of times in here. A man, a man chooses, chooses a, yeah, slave a slave obeys. obeys. He goes through this whole soliloquy. It's like, would you kindly kill me with that golf club? <laughs> and you kill him with the golf club. That's not uh, kindly either. That was a great scene. Like I'd love to see that in a real movie. <laughs> the first time I went through that sequence, and you come to the realization that. Atlas has like hypnotized you and is mentally programming you with the trigger phrase, would you kindly? I almost shit my pants. <laughs> I was like, are you fucking serious? Because you just, th and it, it kind of gets a little meta at that point. Well, and, and when you play it the second time or any other yeah, time. Yeah, when you watch the fucking video, you're like, oh my God, it starts at the beginning. Yeah, like, right, like right. would you kindly like immediately. pick up wrench and <laughs> would you kindly leave this? And it's it was done so fucking well because you never expect it because... How many video games have we played where it's just like you have a guiding character and they move you along the story? You never exactly. You never question their motivation or what they're doing. You just like, all right, I guess this is what I got to do with yeah. the game. Yeah, this is the point where I was like, holy <laughs> shit, this is the perfect plot point to draw, like, make somebody do stuff. Right. Like, like this. Was, this was the moment where I realized I'm not playing Call of Duty. I'm not playing a yeah, by the numbers yeah. shooter. Like people have put a lot of thought into this. I'm not playing Bioshock. Bioshock's playing me, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit, son. We're, we're get, 
I know you you got to know Chump Slap. We have to edit that joke out. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. That's going on the soundboard. Yeah. <laughs> but after you after you kill Ryan, then Atlas comes clean and tells you that uh, he's, he's actually, like, ha, ha, I am I'm, I'm Frank Fontaine, and I've been controlling you this whole time, loser. Yeah, you fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> How'd you not know? Who'd you blow up in the submarine? Nobody, I think. Nobody. I, I assumed it was empty. I thought that you saw bodies fly, though. Could have been One splicers, blew up. Uh, they could have been dummies. But, yeah. but uh, that Or was, splicers. He yeah. was playing you the whole time and getting you to go kill Andrew Ryan so he can control Rapture by himself. It's not only that. He was playing you from the beginning of your life. Yeah. Do you find that out here? Yeah, I don't know if you find it out here, but that, I mean, happens. you might as well talk about it. It yeah. comes out eventually. But uh, you find out that the whole reason you exist was for this exact moment. Yep. You were created to do it. You were created to kill Ryan so Fontaine could win because That's Atlas it. is actually Fontaine. It's so, so dumb, <laughs> but it's so great. Yeah, it's great. Like, looking back on it, and I don't know if there were other, there were probably other games that kind of pulled the same shit where they, trick you into doing something terrible but this felt like the first one where the game was like by the numbers and then this moment happened and you're like holy shit we're in a whole other world and this is like <laughs> i'm not just playing a normal game how far would you say you are into the game right now like 50 percent you're 70 70 75 ish 70 okay maybe a little higher yeah. I, like it's not you know it's not the end of the game by pacing yeah. and stuff you know there's gonna be more so you're like, okay, I guess we're... Because I went into that scene thinking like, oh, okay, Ryan's behind that glass. We're going to have a moment and he's going to run away. And then you beat him to fucking death with a golf club, <laughs> which was brutal. Still to this day, it's fucking brutal, that scene. Yeah, and then you take like his DNA chip and you just plug it in his thing and then it's like, haha, Fontaineville. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is that all about? And then the whole place starts to crash down around you, right? That's what happens. Yeah. yeah, but what's the key? The DNA key controls Rapture? Yeah. So there, okay, it. I think I can fill in part of this. The whole reason you had to go, Jack had to go, they had to create a whole baby for this, is because the, he would have the same DNA mostly as Ryan. That's how you were able to access the baddest. Oh, that's no why you could use the yeah. DNA key. Right, so I think you're okay. using the DNA key and transferring power to Fontaine. I gotcha, that makes sense. All right. They don't, I mean, I guess they explain it well, but you're still no, blown away by what yeah. happened. And it's like, holy shit, what? Was, what are we doing with this key? I was already, oh my God, there's more. <laughs> Hold on. And yeah. then uh, the whole place comes down around you. And do you get knocked out or do the little sisters show you where to go? I don't remember if that was this game or the next one. I think you get knocked out. You get knocked out because then, then you wake up and. Then Tenenbaum's there. Yeah, and the little sisters are around. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so you like, basically, you. I think this scene happens whether you kill all the little sisters or you save them. Yeah, I yeah. think it does. I, well, it has to. I never, yeah, I never played it where I killed the little sister, so I don't know. I think the, the, I only played it once, and I did kill the little sisters every time, because I was like, "Fuck you!" It's all about me. I know I definitely did both, and I think you can still get the good ending if you harvest like one or two. I think. Yeah, you can harvest one. Oh, okay, gotcha. Well, from what I read, but but uh, anyway, so you're talking and Tenenbaum. I don't want to say she's steps on a soapbox and, and lectures you, but that's, that's exactly what, she does. what happens. That's what she does. And she's like, I deprogrammed you a little. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> you're going to have to do more. Yeah, that was, that was an interesting choice. She's like, I broke most of your programming, so you, like the would you kindly won't work. Yeah. However, I couldn't do everything. And then he tries to shut down your heart. Yeah. And then the next thing you, you know, fucking Fontaine's talking to you, and he's like, 
code yellow. Yeah. And then oh, boom. Yeah. <laughs> and that's fucking that. Banana rama. <laughs> <laughs> or rama banana. <laughs> and he's like, no, because he says, that's a great moment. He's like, would you kindly, would you kindly? And he's like, oh shit, they figured it out. And he's yeah. like, oh, well, check this out, bro. Bam. Yeah, you're going to do exactly what I say. <laughs> yeah. And his heart starts to fail. Now, at this point, I think the story kind of shifts to you need to kill Frank Fontaine. Yep. <laughs> well, you have to break your bonds first of his control over you, and then you Yeah, you got to go find uh, 192 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, the story, if I'm remembering this correctly at this point, is you want to get out, obviously, but you want to save the little sisters. You want to save, help Tenenbaum, basically. You're no longer being controlled by Atlas, but Tenenbaum yeah. is kind of staring you in the right direction. Well, it's your choice still at that point. It is, yes. But at the same time, you're kind of... I kind of got the idea that it's like, well, I need to get out of here anyway, and Fontaine's in the way. So yeah. no matter which choice you make, you got to kill Fontaine. Yeah. But uh, anyway, what happens after this Code Yellow <laughs> nonsense? <laughs> you have to go find Solution 192, because that'll help... Once you drink it, it'll yeah. cut down the fucking mind control a little more. And I kind of zoned out in the cutscene movie because I've, like you, like you scientists, I've played through this game probably six times. Yeah. Four to six times at least. And I kind of remember this section being exactly like the bomb section. Like you got to do a whole bunch of little yeah. shit to make the formula. Yeah, you do. And is this the thing... I'm, I'm getting two and this one confused, but is this the thing that's like unstable and it keeps flying to other areas? No, this one, when you drink it, it starts switching your plasmids randomly. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's right. I'm thinking, I'm probably thinking of infinite then with that one, but. So then you can, Yes. So eventually you do get it though. Yeah. You drink two of them. You have to drink two and then, oh, look at that. Nothing matters. Again, you're back to going to try to find Fontaine, but. The only only way to get into his door is if you have a little sister help you. So oh, that's right. you have to go dress up as a big daddy and get the little sister to help you. Yes. Which is another part of you just running around collecting things until you yeah. can actually do it. Right. I felt like this part was a little poorly timed. And by the way, when I say negative things about this game, guys, I'm really like nitpicking <laughs> and trying to find negative oh, things because yeah, I love it. it. So I'm. It's a great game. So this section where it's like, oh, that's the door. You can get in and kill him. But you got to become a big daddy and then manipulate a little sister into helping you, and then you can get in. Which doesn't make fucking sense because once you save one, couldn't you just be like, hey, hey, before you yeah, yeah. run away, open this door for me. And what's the difference between the little sisters who have been quote-unquote cured and are like normal little girls versus the eyes yeah, glazed over atom collectors? I don't know. Maybe the atom, only the atom ones can open the doors. I don't know. That would be the only thing I could believe. Right. I guess. But uh, this section that you're in, this you get a lot of information from Su Chong. He kind of like fills out the story, and this is where you realize he's such a big part of this whole story. But um, you have to go to his lab to get answers. But also, this is that little section I was talking about, uh, Chump Slap, where you can go to Cohen's apartment. Or not Cohen, yeah, Sander Cohen's apartment. apartment. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is where he comes back. Yeah, he's standing in the two voices are dancing. Which was fucking creepy as hell. There's so (laughs) many creepy moments to this game. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's really atmospherically awesome. Yeah, which 
I mean, what other games are horror, terrifying games, and also first-person shooters? Fear? I was going to say Fear, but that's the only one I can think of. (laughs) That's it? The Suffering? (laughs) That wasn't first-person. Oh, it was third-person, yeah. Well, you could switch to first-person. Oh. (laughs) But I feel like that's a real untapped market. Like, those games, to get that atmosphere and get people in the game, and if you made that game VR, holy shit, I would buy it Like, look how awesome fucking Bioshock did. I mean, it was only 10 years ago, but where's another one like it? The only game that felt in any way like a Bioshock clone was Singularity. And I'm not saying that as a strike against it. It's like the Jaws Piranha movie thing. Like, it's a clone and kind of a ripoff, but it's a damn good game in its own right. Yeah, yeah. I had a question about this big daddy thing. Sure. I get it. You have to become a big daddy because that's the only way the sisters will listen to you. But okay. why do you have to change your voice? Because you never fucking say a word. But there's a part where you're supposed the, to I know. do it. Do big daddies even ever say anything? No, so that's what I'm saying. Well, why do you have to smell like one? Well, that I can see. The pheromones because of the pheromones. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Fine, I'll go down your path, chump slap, but don't come over here with whatever. I'm just saying, Jack never said a word in the fucking game. Why all of a sudden does he have to change his voice if he's never said anything? And the big daddies don't talk, so they don't. It's not like yeah, that. and not a big. It, you never seen a big daddy be like, "Hey, little sister, come over here. Get this Adam here, come on. Hey, little sister, what have? You <laughs> hey, hey, we can't clear that. Shut up. That's why I stopped. <laughs> I think the rule I've heard is under 30 seconds, so we're all yeah. fine. Under all right, 30? Good. Oh, shoot. Good. Good job. So I guess eventually you go around and you get your, your parts and your voice and your stink. Stink being important. <laughs> stink was very important. You needed yeah. three stinks. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> needed to smell like a motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus. Hashtag smell like a motherfucker. So <laughs> you... you uh, do you find a little sister or do you kill her big daddy? I don't remember. No, you have to go and knock on yeah, the things that come out of. Hit the thing oh. with your fucking wrench yeah. and they'll, they'll pop out. Because they're all crawling around the pipes yeah. all the time. Oh, and then here comes escort mission. Yep, then an escort mission. Then escort mission and you have to protect her. Now, this is a confusing thing and I'm going to break our rule, but I'm going to talk about Bioshock 2 for a second. <sighs> I know. <laughs> I know, but... In this sequence, (laughs) spoiler, in this sequence, you have, you're a big daddy and you have to protect the little sister as she's gathering Adam from dead bodies, which is a whole of Bioshock too. Well, this is the thing I don't understand. This was probably mechanically, not mechanically, they did a good job of it, but one of the worst sequences in the game. It didn't make sense compared to everything else to me. It it does fit the story. It's definitely story appropriate, but it I just hated it. I hated it every time I had to do it where it's like, it's like a horde mode, basically. Yeah. It seems like they just added it on to make the game longer. Like, right. it could have been done by at this point, yeah. but then, oh, we need turn yourself into a big daddy and then do this. Which I get, and I get how it's a decent change of pace in this game, but then this is like the whole fucking point of Bioshock 2. Yeah. <laughs> you do this dozens of times. Like, why would you take one of the weakest segments in Bioshock 1 and make that a core mechanic in 2? I don't know. Will, yeah, I didn't really hey, I was... listeners, if you want to hear the answer to that, listen to our Bioshock 2 episode coming out in, I don't know. August 2020. August Ooh. 2020, all right. 
sold. Puts a date on it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe before then. <laughs> We're, uh, I think that when we do Infinite, because it's happening at some point, when yeah. we do Bioshock Infinite, that might have to be a two-parter. That's a big one. We could have made this a two-parter, really. Well, but. there's still time. We've only been talking for about an hour. Although we're almost done with the game. Yeah, we're almost gone. Bro. You get through this segment. What happens after that? Well, she opens the door and you work your way to your showdown with Frank Fontaine. Yeah. And Fontaine is super pissed you broke his programming. Yeah. And now you... Oh, there's also a, a note I just want to add here where Su Chong, the HSIC, <laughs> it was his drugs that put you under Atlas's spell. Yeah, I thought it was his whole program. Yeah, didn't of. he? Weren't you born in a laboratory yeah. of Su Chong? And then shipped to the surface? You're basically a man-child, which would explain the not talking. Why were you even shipped to the surface just to come back down? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's a decent question. Why didn't they hide him on Rapture somewhere? Yeah. Why did he have to come from the outside? If he was growing so fast anyway, he was 19. Yeah, two or whatever. Anyway, you go to the fight with Fontaine. Yeah. All right, silly. But, Which yeah. is, well, not only is that silly, but the fight with Fontaine is a little silly, too. Fucking yeah. stupid. You got to stab him in the heart and steal his atom. Yeah. All of a sudden, the little sister's like, here, yeah. have my atom fucking syringe. Why weren't there big daddies running around with those before? <laughs> well, the big daddies only work for the little sisters. They, but she you gave can't... you the syringe thinking you're a big daddy. Yeah, good point. Or were you out of, out of the... I don't know. Well, anyway, you got to stab him in the heart and he attacks you. And then you got to stab him in the heart again and he attacks you. Four, four, four phases. Yeah. And eventually he flips out. Ah! And then at one point, am I remembering correctly, the little sisters all basically gang tackle him? Yeah, after you beat him, he kind of like knocks you down and then they yeah. start stabbing him. Does that happen no matter how you save or harvest? I should have watched the bad ending, but... Because I assume they don't they don't come out and help you otherwise. I think they do anyway because they still want to kill him. But Yeah, either way, they're not fans of Fontaine. No one is. Because this is a question, I don't even know if it got answered in this, but w- the, originally the Adam was taken from the sea slugs. Because even there's a couple segments where you find the sea slugs and you get like five or ten Adam from them. Yeah, you walk oh, yeah, outside yeah. for a little bit. Right, and... That was Su Chong's best way to get Adam, the scientist. But why do the little sisters exist? They just exist to get Adam, right? They just exist to collect it. And I'm I'm thinking that was the last ditch effort to get them to collect the dead bodies. Or how did we make that leap? You know what I mean? How did we make the leap from like why little are the sisters? <laughs> why are they? Why are they hanging out with big daddies? And why are they harvesting Adam? In eight years. Since this yeah. place started getting built. Everybody wants Adam. They're like black market. Yeah. I don't know. I guess. I mean, and maybe this question's answered in later games, but we didn't I didn't feel like there was a satisfactory answer. You just kinda of went with it. Which is fine. You can't Yeah, I don't know. I didn't get a valid explanation for it. No, but any hoodles, now we get our two different endings. You have the good ending and you have the bad ending. Sure do. Why don't you tell us about both of them? <laughs> no, th- I'm giving this to you guys. Uh, I don't. Uh, I'll do okay. the good ending. I don't know what happens in the bad ending. All right, yeah. I'll do the bad ending. So, Chump Slap, give us the good ending. The which, by the way, before you start, this is the canon ending. 
Yes, yes. When you save the little sisters. You save the little sisters. They help kill Fontaine. And then it. the only difference is Tenenbaum. Is she the one narrating? Yeah. Yes, in this case. And she, she just yes. says, thank you. And then there's scenes of like people graduating college and getting right. married, little sisters growing up and having lives and shit. She's like, you saved them. They can have lives. Blah, blah, blah. And yeah, and I guess in the canon ending, you adopted five of them as your daughter, daughters, and you like raised them as like human beings in the real world. Did That's you, the good, best yeah, case scenario. Yeah. Did you die quickly? I don't think so. No, I, I got an image. I got through that image that they were the children were at least adults. Yeah, but no, you don't keep aging as fast as okay. You, you just matured that quickly and then yeah. lived the rest of your life normally. I suppose so. That I guess yes. <laughs> you know what I mean. You didn't have any more Adam to live off, so I guess you aged normally. Ah, okay. Adam sped you up. Okay, so what happens when you slaughter all the little sisters? Yeah. When you slaughter all the little sisters, I'm glad you asked me that. Um, <laughs> the narrator is still Tenenbaum, but she sadly narrates what happened there, and she actually takes time to condemn Jack for killing all the little sisters. So she's already not so. thrilled. It's a bad tone to the narration. But uh, then a U.S. Navy sub finds the wreckage of the airplane, and when that's happening, splicers surface, and they attack the crew, uh, the crew of the sub and take control of it. You also find out the sub is carrying nuclear missiles, and Dr. T claims, Dr. Tenenbaum claims that Jack has, quote, stolen the terrible secrets of the world. And I didn't know this about this narration, but Dr. Tenenbaum's narration gets more harsh and more pissy the more Little Sisters you killed. Yeah, I read that, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. I wonder how yeah, much. Yeah, so if you accidentally took two instead of the allotted one, then she's like, she's kind of condemning just you and kind of casual. And then if you kill them all, she's pissed. Yeah. But either way, you know, none of that actually matters because it's not the canon. Anymore. All right, so that was it. That was the game, one of the classics of that generation. So let's, uh, let's talk about uh, what we think about it. Uh, Chump Slap. Final thoughts. Would you play it again? Did the story work for you? I would definitely play it again. It's not only the classic of its generation. It's the classic of any generation. <laughs> Save that. He wrote that down so we could say it. No, I did didn't. you prepare that? <laughs> Don't be that guy. Did you prepare it? We know you did. It's fine. But yeah, uh, great, great game. The plot points that move the story along, amazing. I'd never seen those before. And it worked perfectly, if you ask me. Uh, all in all, out of 27 total, I'll give it a 20. It's, probably, right. it's the highest rated game so far for me. Chump Slap's rating system. Was it? I thought you came up with this. <laughs> well, I mean, his own personal rating <laughs> well, system. Yeah, out of my 27. Right. Yeah, it's the highest one so far. 20 out of 27. Obviously, listeners, if you haven't heard us before, our rating star system is out of 27 for obvious reasons. Yeah, don't, so, don't be stupid. It ends up perfectly. Yeah, don't be, and don't email us, email us and ask why. Just listen to previous episodes, which you can find on Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere you find podcasts. Any hoodles. <laughs> so scientists, did the final thoughts... Did the story work for you? Uh, would you play it again? Would I play it again? I'd probably play it for the seventh or eighth time, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
The story was good, except I thought it floundered a little towards the end when you're doing the Big Daddy stuff. It did kind of seem mm-hmm. like to drag yeah. on a little bit. Yeah, but it was still a great story. Uh, it's a fair assessment. The setting is probably one of the best settings in video games. Rapture is amazing. For Frolic is just a great part of any video game, one of the top ones. There's a reason it gets thrown around in conversations for video games as art and best video games ever. Mm-hmm. I uh, gave it 22. Ooh. Is that your highest so far? Uh, probably. Yeah, easily. Damn. Wow, excellent. So you'd pl- you'd play it again, you said, yep. for sure? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I played it like five or six times, but I'd probably play it again. Because it's fun to yeah. play, too. I would love to see a movie of it. Yeah, I'm what did holding you my breath for it. Um, I loved it. I loved everything about it. Overall, it's probably one of my favorite games. Um, I could pick it up right now and play through the story and still see all the same beats I've seen before, all the same stories, knowing all the knowledge, and still enjoy playing it, which is a huge compliment for any 10 to 12 hour first person shooter game. But um I think I had some rose tinted glasses. I think that the sequences some of them went on a little bit longer than they should have like the bomb part gathering sequence. Yeah. The uh the big daddy sequence and the plant stuff sequences, but at the same time they didn't sacrifice any urgency to the situation. Like you still had to rush for it, you still had to do a lot to get to it, and it all led to something amazing. It just seems like, like, you, we're nitpicking because these are like the video game. They needed to do that, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? And right, we could just see through it, but yeah, yeah, right, absolutely. Like we can see through it now after we've all played it multiple times, but. It's it. I don't. I feel like they weren't enough to take away from an excellent score. I w- I actually went with twenty four out of twenty seven. Whoa. Yeah, this is definitely one of my favorite top tier. It's sixty six out of eighty one. <sighs> yeah, that's got, that's by far our highest. I don't think we oh, broke yeah. Assassin's Creed. Might I think be right behind it with like thirty <laughs> fifty. I think. <laughs> I don't know if we hit fifty yet. I know we had high. I think high forties in Assassin's Creed, and that was a great story too. Yeah. So that's it. We all have very. High, high, good, soft feelings about well, this game. a lot of good things are always said about it, and for good reason. I almost gave it a 23, but then I was like, oh, wait, maybe Bioshock 2 is a 23. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. There are, if you ask me what are my top three favorite games, this and Infinite are probably in those top three, for sure. Really? Two Bioshocks in your top three favorite games? Yeah, I just, I mean, I love the setting. It's like the haunted house structure where they put you in a setting you can't easily escape from. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you have that whole stuff. Like, you can see the outside, and it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's under the water. And at the same time, it's like, if I go out there, I'm fucking dead. Yeah, like, but that's Portal it. and Metroid exist. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I don't know if I'd even They're... put it in my top 10 favorite games of all time. No, but it, it doesn't even be 20. It doesn't even top three for me. Oh, no, not even close to the top three. Really? Okay. No. Definitely top Maybe top ten. Maybe top ten. Different strokes, different folks. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a first person shooter guy. That'd be. I am though. Yeah, but. Yeah. And I remember that being a point of contention with us scientists because I'm like, you gotta play. Yeah. It. Like, I don't play first person <laughs> no, shooters. First I'm like, person. I'm like, look, I know you don't, but if there's one you should play, this is the one. Yeah. You got any good quotes from this one, then? Oh. Oh, I got. Not as many as you think. There's a lot of good quotes, like I, the. I just like when Splicer sings songs. <laughs> Yeah, the random splicer moments are all great. We could have put all of them on here. Um, what do you have there, uh, Chump Slap? Do you have any quality quotes that you can give us? I only have. Uh, I got three of them, actually. There's one in the beginning where uh, 
I guess it's not really a quote, but if you have captions on, it says Johnny. And it says, parentheses, scream. <laughs> and parentheses, start parentheses again. Death gurgle. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first person you see die. Yeah, I thought that was like the best quote. And uh, <laughs> Are you fucking with me right now? or <laughs> I feel like you're making a mockery of the quote system. With, no, with, no. With it's, it's, it's a quote. All right, all right. It's more like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Now I get it. Okay. Now I get it. What else you got? Um. Oh, yeah. There's one more. Okay. It's Fontaine talking to you. And he says, I think he's, he's talking about Tenenbaum and how she's helping. He's like, seems Mother Goose has been playing in your egg salad. <laughs> He did keep calling I don't her even Mother get Goose. That. No, I don't either. He just kept calling her Mother Goose, and then she's been playing playing with your head, like oh, playing okay. with your egg salad, your brain. Is that when Atlas is still Atlas? No, that's when he's no, no. It's right after you find out who he is, and he finds out that would you kindly doesn't work anymore. Besides the classic ones in the game, like would you? Well, there's one me? where he's like gonna run Rapture tits to toes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, Atlas has some good because Atlas, we kind of failed to mention it, but he was supposed to be or Atlas was a fake persona that Fontaine made, and the whole reason he made this fake persona was to get the working class on his side. Oh yeah, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess we should have, but whatever. Um, it's almost as if you had like I don't know, an example would be like a politician who said all kinds of wild shit. To get a bunch of people on his side. To get not the working class to vote for him and then turn around yeah. and didn't do anything for him. Yeah, it sounds like... How meta of a conversation. Right? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It doesn't sound like anything I've ever heard of, but... I, I, I don't know of any real-world analogs. It doesn't happen in democracies as It well. doesn't happen in reality. This is a game. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's why it's so terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> so, are those your quotes, Chumps? Yeah, yeah that's all you, I got. You got all right, I got one where uh, you either recently killed Peach or it's right after. The most important character uh, in the game. Yeah, super one of important top, character. Top four, at least. <laughs> but uh, you you see like uh, ghosts or something. I don't. I wasn't sure about what the ghost situation yeah. was. Yeah, what they was that see, all like, about? They kind of stop after a while. Yeah, you see like visions of the past happening, but this one was like, I I thought it was an act of the like a side effect of the plasmids. Maybe. Oh, maybe that's what turns everybody crazy. Maybe it would make sense. But you see one where these two workers are talking and he goes, you don't fuck Fontaine. <laughs> Fontaine fucks you. I did. I almost wrote that one down myself. Which is a good one. Um, I have, of course, you know, a man chooses a slave obeys. Yeah. That's like a classic. That's the quote that's associated with this game. Uh, the other one I had was Atlas. When uh, it was the final stretch, you're running to Ryan, and he goes, would you kindly head to Ryan's office and kill the son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so good. And uh, I have Andrew Ryan. We all make choices, but in the end, the choices make us. Oh, fuck you, Andrew Ryan. <laughs> Which is, that sounds like it could have came right out of Chump Slap's mouth. Yeah, I was, was going <laughs> to say, I think that's where he got the quotes from. He, he actually just quoted the game and said he made it up. Classic chumps laugh. Yeah. 
Classic chumps. I think it is Fontaine that actually says Bioshock doesn't. You don't play Bioshock. Bioshock plays you. It's not Fontaine. It's Atlas. Chump slap. (laughs) Yeah, and there's a whole bunch of little sister things like kill him, Mr. B, kill him, and all that stuff. But that's just that's just cute. Little girls being psychos, (laughs) and they're all British, which makes it more crazy. I love in more the, terrifying, right? I love in Bioshock too when you play them and you see what they actually see, and it all makes sense then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll get into it in August of 2020 <laughs> or before, <laughs> or before, probably, probably before. Probably, if we're yeah, being honest, yeah. but uh, it's a fun game. I love playing it. If they released for some reason another Bioshock collection for PS4 or PS5, I'll buy it and I'll play it again. I'll play all of them again. VR Bioshock would be amazing. Yeah, and we all hope one day the movie comes out. Get on that. Get on that. <laughs> With that note, it takes us to our favorite segment of every week. <laughs> Scientist Lock of the Week. Every week we ask Dr. Scientist for a 100% guaranteed gambling pick that is 100% going to win this week. So, Scientist, what do you got for us? Well, uh, it's Australian Rules Women's Football League Championship between Brisbane and Geelong. Take Brisbane. To give oh, points, but you'll get it. Yeah, of course it's Brisbane. It's a lock. It's not the... Um, you never saw it coming. Brisbane... It's the lock of ...has week. been stomping motherfuckers all season. They have. For fuck's sake. It's a... <laughs> is that a crashing it's a wave? lock. It was three locks. Oh, it was three locks. <laughs> <laughs> it was rusty. So definitely... What, what you're going to want to do is take all your items, everything you have, everything you own in this world, you sell it, then you get money, you sell that money... And you put everything on this game because it's a lock. Well, now he thought he was choking on Doritos or something. It's a sure thing. <laughs> it's a sure thing, lock. So that takes us to our favorite segment of every week, which is Chump Slap's recommendation window. Yay. Every week we ask Chump Slash for some kind of recommendation on whatever I think of before I finish the sentence. So this week, Chump Slap, we're going to ask you for a recommendation. If you could, well, I guess it's technically more of a question, also a recommendation, but if you could consume any fictional brand from any video game or any movie, any piece of entertainment, what would you consume? Brando, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's what plants crave. (laughs) It has electrolytes. Why wouldn't you pick it? It's got electrolytes, right? Yeah. That's from the film Idiocracy. Hashtag Idiocracy for you young people that One don't of the know greatest movies ever made. For you hashtag Idiocracies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great movie. All right. Well, that does it for us this week. If someone wanted to, I don't know, maybe like take a look at our social media presence if they felt so inclined, scientists, where would they go? Well, we have a social media presence? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Where would I go on Twitter? We'd probably go to Twitter or Instagram uh, at Plotty Time. Sounds about right. No shit. Yeah. Oh, does anyone anyone man that? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to go see if anybody's taken them yet. Yeah. Well, we'll try. But check there. We'll probably have it by the time this is up. Sure. But let's say, you know, if there was a person that really hated fucking Bioshock, which they're obviously a monster. But what if they wanted to write us a long ass email telling us that we suck? Where would they send that, uh, Chump Slap? Chump Slap at, oh, wait. (laughs) (laughs) Plottytime at gmail.com. And I will personally respond and tell you point by point why you're fucking wrong. (laughs) And Bioshock's a (laughs) great game. 
<laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Chump Slap will tell you why you're wrong. Just email him. Or maybe if you just need a friend, go yeah, ahead and I email mean, Plotty Time. I got, I got time. I, just, I got so much time on my hands. <laughs> you want to talk about anything? Yeah. <laughs> this time is fucking worthless. <laughs> Pointless. So really, really get in there, guys. You so guys like, uh, that does it anything? for this week. <laughs> we uh we don't want to talk to Chump Slap anymore. We're done for this week. So... We will see all you guys next week. Take care. I love yous. (laughs) Kisses.